Listener Production. The Luke and Sassy Scott podcast acknowledges the traditional owners and custodians of the land in which we record this podcast. The Yulikit Woolen Clan of the Boon who are part of the Kulin Nation. We pay our respects to our elders past and present and extend our respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. Always was, always will be Aboriginal land. Coming up... When it comes to a surrogate, a surrogate chooses us, the intended parents. We don't choose them. This person's going to put 12 months of their life on hold for you to be able to have a family. It's Amber, our surrogate. Hello, thank you for having me on here with you. The biggest question I get is, well, won't you be too attached? How are you not too attached to do this? And I'm like, they're not mine. This will be my third round. Oh, third round for surrogacy or? Third round for surrogacy, mm-hmm. Did you have an understanding of who Scott and I was? Had that ever come across any of your socials? When we first met, I was looking and I'm like, who is this? And I'm like, <laughs> I've seen you on my For You page. Your brother pisses you off all the time. <laughs> With the children that you've given birth to, do you see updates? Do you know them? The first surrogacy, yes, about once a year. The second surrogacy, uh, the first few months I did, but it's kind of tapered off, which is fine. I can't imagine somebody, you know, wanting children or not getting that feeling that we get when we see our children. Just to know that there are people out there that are struggling and struggling to have kids. I just, I can't imagine it. I think it's just hit me for the first time, Amber. I'm so grateful and thankful for everything you're doing for us. It means the world. Don't film me! You are ridiculous. Don't do that either! I'm sick of you! You're a nutcase. I don't care, Luke! Look at you. You infuriate me as a human being. Luke! I'm sassy. Sassy! Scott. Welcome back to the baby journey of Sassy Scott. (laughs) All right, so we've covered a fair bit so far. We've gone through the fertility process. Yes. Next, Scott, is the surrogacy. So we're going to be opening the can of worms there, finding everything we can about that process. And to make it a little bit more exciting, we've actually got the surrogate who's going to be joining us soon. And I wouldn't say it's opening up the can of worms. I'd say it's opening the jar of sperm. Anyway, so Scott... I want to know how you found this surrogate. Well, you know, as we said, you know, finding an egg donor was through a database, through an agency. There's multiple surrogacy agencies all the way around the world. And, you know, we found an agency who we connected with and matched with. And we picked this one because what they offered seemed to align really well with Mina Marcus's ideas, goals and dreams. Okay, so we spoke about how you came about finding the egg donor. So is it a similar process then? No, it's the actual complete opposite. So the egg donor, we look for somebody that we want their eggs. Yeah. Now, when it comes to a surrogate, a surrogate chooses us, the intended parents. We don't choose them. Wow. Now, that's because this person's going to put, you know, 12 months of their life minimum on hold Mm. for you, for you to be able to have a family. You know, you go through a lot with the surrogate. So they have to want to carry your child rather than you saying, hey, I need your uterus. Mm. You know, it's the other way around. They are putting a lot on the line. So they have to connect with you and your story and want to help you. 
Right, so does that mean there could be multiple surrogates that want to carry your children or you only find out about one of them? We matched with a surrogate quite far down the path. And what does that mean? So you, there was a process of even a surrogate wanting to carry for you? Yes, what you mean? so we have a profile. So mine and Marcus's story is on the database. And so people that want to become surrogates go onto the database and they say, oh, I really want to know more about their story. I want to become their surrogate. So they look for people like Marcus and I, mm. IPs, intended parents, to become surrogates for. Mm. How was it put to her that you were intending to have twins? So we made it clear on our profile that we wanted to do a double embryo transfer from the start. Mm. And I suppose the question you get asked the most is surrogates, they get paid? Of course. Yeah. Well, no. So it's altruistic here in Australia. In America and in other regions around the world, they do get paid. They're remunerated for literally putting their body and life and time on the line. And the more you think about it, I can't see how you wouldn't get paid for that. Like you're actually putting that much time into it. The things that you got to, I don't know, potentially put on hold because you're pregnant, right? You see it with your own friends and family. When someone's pregnant, they obviously can't go out every night still. They're changing their diet. A lot changes. Yeah, I, I definitely believe that surrogates do deserve gifting and also remuneration for what, what they're going through. You know, our beautiful surrogate, she is, you know, being paid what she believes and what we believe quite a, you know, um, not a substantial amount of money, but she's receiving funds. That's, she's not going to be out of pocket during this and also will get money on top of it. Um, you know, the budget that we receive from the surrogacy agency is, you know, um, allowances for, you know, if they go on bed rest, um, their partner also receives allowances or medications we're paid for. So we have a what's it called, an escrow account, which is like a trust account that the, we have to always have X amount of money sitting in. I think it's 10000 minimum. has to be sitting in there at any one time. And our surrogacy agency, our lawyers and that, anytime um, the surrogate requires anything, it's taken out of that account. Mm. Now, have you met the surrogate, Amber, yet? Yeah, of course. Like, again, so we have to connect. You know, she's the person that calls us with the first kick. She's the person that is carrying our children. She's the person that texts and says, you know, these kids are doing cartwheels inside me at the moment and they haven't stopped for the last 10 hours. And then how does it work in terms of collecting the children? How soon do you have to go to Texas? I need to ask her what the OBGYN is saying at the moment of like how far she'll take them because twins are a high-risk pregnancy and... Um, they don't usually take them full term, but Marcus and I will have to be there minimum two weeks before they're born or when they're due. So are you there two weeks before they're due and then when she gives birth to them, how long after do you, do you have to stay in Texas and then come back to Australia? I'm hoping not too long. They say anywhere between a week to four weeks you should stick around for or you'd have to stick around for. There's so many other things that we have to consider. Those being um, the health of the babies if they're prem, if there's any complications at birth, if they have to go in NICU, and if they do, it's $100,000 a day in America. Then also uh, passports. So as soon as um, the courts are currently doing an order at the moment for us, that as soon as these babies are born, they're born with parent one, parent two. Um, so both mine and Marcus's names on the birth certificate. And there's a court order that follows that, which instructs um, the government to give our children American passports. So they'll be born with dual citizenship. 
then once we receive and hopefully we can expedite the passports, that's anywhere between a week and two weeks where then we can travel back home with them. But the other things we need to consider is obviously health of the babies, getting the approval from our doctors and then also breast milk and feeding them and traveling. And yeah, there's a whole lot more we have to consider. So does she breastfeed ever or is it any form of express or? No, so our beautiful surrogate can't express, which is absolutely fine. Um, And no, won't be breastfeeding. It's something I think that we did discuss, but we landed on no. Like we're, we're, we're instructed by our surrogate. It's not what we want. It's definitely what they need and what they want. And what I've definitely started to learn is there's so many um, children out there that couldn't naturally like be, you know, put to a breast, even people that have their own children, you know, sometimes can't breastfeed. So yeah, we, we are very much learning quickly that it's whatever is best for your child. But there are milk banks, which you fucking know because you sent me that stupid prank not long ago with somebody's breast milk in there. However, I just want to make that clear that we used uh, cow milk for that prank that I didn't actually and get. And orange juice or something to make a, a weird colour, right? Human to send us that for that uh, wastage. Yeah. Uh, but there's a lot of women who um, have more milk than what's needed, so they express and, and they donate it to a bank for people like me. All right, Scott, I feel like we've covered a fair bit there, but there's one person I think we could ask a few more questions to, and I think they'll have a bit more uh, understanding and answers for us, right? I couldn't agree any more. Let's get her on, Amber, our surrogate. We have one of the most incredible human beings in mine and Marcus's life with us right here. I'm very honoured that you've taken the time to come and chat with us here. It's Amber, our surrogate. Hello. Thank you for having me on here with you. We're very interested, really keen and open to hearing your story. Luke's got a couple of questions. If you can't understand us or if we're talking too fast or something, tell us to slow down. Okay, same with me. (laughs) Oh, no, you're perfect. We've grown up watching Americans on television everywhere, so, like, we can understand y'all really easily. And look at you sounding just like us saying (laughs) y'all. I hope the babies come home with a Texan twang. That would be cool. Well, they're not speaking for a while, Scott. No, I know. What do you mean with a cry? Like, (laughs) wah. All right, so, Amber, let's start from the start. I want to know how this journey started for you. Talk to us about why you decided to become a surrogate and that sort of feeling uh, from the intended parents and what you can give to that person. Um, Years ago, I was actually at a child abuse prevention conference and there, you know, there's little booths set up for different things and there was a surrogacy booth there and I've heard of surrogacy before but didn't really think much of it. And we went over there and started talking to those ladies. And I'm like, I can do this. I mean, I can't imagine somebody not getting the chance to have kids or, you know, wanting children or not getting that feeling that we get when we see our children or we get to do everyday things with our children. I can't imagine, you know, somebody not being able to do that. So that's, you know, kind of what drew me to it because I have two kids, you know, so I knew that I could provide that that peace or that help, you know, to help somebody create a family like ours. And oh, the feeling you get, you, you just can't explain it. 
So I just started doing some research and ended up finding an agency and got into it. <laughs> yeah, right. So is this the first time? This will be my third round. Oh, third round for surrogacy or with your tour? Third round for surrogacy. Mm-hmm. I've done it twice before. Mm, was it a particular story that comes to mind that brought you into becoming a surrogate or was it just that initial feeling you can help? No, no particular story. Just like I said, once I had done some research and then just realizing like what I had, like I had no problems having, you know, my children and just to know that there are people out there that are struggling and struggling to have kids. I just, I can't imagine it. So I just thought, hey, why don't I add my help in and like I said, when the very end, when you see that parent with those babies or baby, I mean, it's there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. I think it's just hit me for the first time, Amber. <laughs> I'm so grateful and thankful for everything you're doing for us. It means the world. Of course, no problem. Oh, my God. I cried. This is the first time. You're so special, Amber, and every surrogate is. You know, the stories that we've heard, you know, on our six years of wanting to become dads, you know. It's, you know, like I think you just hit the nail on the head of, of, you know, not imagining, you know, you can't imagine what it would be like wanting to be a parent and you can't be. And, you know, we've met so many people and heard so many stories of people that really want to be mums or dads and they, they can't conceive naturally and they try and do everything they can, you know, to, to be a parent or to bring, you know, another person into this world. And, you know, you are creating and, you know, I think tying off mine and Marcus's ultimate dreams. You know, we've achieved so much in our life, Marcus and I, individually and together. And, you know, I think this is our final step of what Marcus and I, growing up as young gay kids and and as adults, you know, we say, you can't be what you can't see. And I feel now that we are going to be a family, you know, a fully... um, I don't know what modern is modern family, modern rounded out family. You know, it it's it means that we've been able to overcome our fears of when we were kids of going, I'll never be able to have a family because I'm a gay man, right? And versus now, young kids will be able to look at you know people like Marcus and I and go, oh my god, you, you know, I can be this, I can have that. Um, and I just I'm so grateful for you bringing our ultimate dreams to life, literally. Of course, of course. And all surrogates are different. All, you know, journeys, we call it all journeys, are different. But um, the biggest question I get is, well, won't you be too attached? How are you not too attached to do this? And I'm like, they're not mine. (laughs) You know, I'm literally growing them and giving them right back to you guys. So I love yeah. that so much about you. And, you know, b- because Amber's done this twice before for other couples, you know, the way you were able to talk about it again, you know, whilst it's been a long journey for Marcus and I, six years, right, almost to the day when we started to wanting to become dads, um, the way you were able to talk about your previous journeys and you also having your own children, it just gave us this confidence that we were in the safest hands and in the perfect lane for us to become dads. I hope so. I hope so. Um, the couple before you, it was another long journey for them as well. So I had kind of learned a little bit about that with them. So I'm glad, I'm glad to help. Amber, have you carried twins before? No. This is your first time <laughs> with twins? Not. 
Yes. <laughs> Does it feel a little bit different than all your other pregnancies? So yeah, I feel like I'm out of room, and we're a little over halfway through. Oh God, so that's <laughs> new. You know, the last baby I had was a big one, um, so I'm terrified, <laughs> especially this. <laughs> More boys. Boys are big anyway. So, yeah, it's been different just as far as like how big I've gotten, you know, and how quickly I've gotten that big. But other than that, I mean, a pregnancy is a pregnancy. But just knowing that there's two in there and they're already they're already very different. And it's weird that I can feel feel the difference. Mm -hmm. And when you say feel the feel the difference, what is that difference? If you can somehow bring words to it. Um, one of them, anytime we do a sonogram is very much, you know, look at me, look at me, like in the, in the sonogram tech. Yes. Uh huh. You know, (laughs) we've got baby Scott here. (laughs) Um, Very much like it'll let you get every picture you need, every part of it. You know, we call it camera baby. That's what I call it. That's, that's camera baby. We caught like literally standing, like the legs were stretched out, like pushing down on the other baby, almost like jumping up and down on it. And then the other one, you know, moves around, but doesn't want, doesn't care to, you know, cooperate with the sonograms, doesn't care to have picture taken, doesn't care anything. And even the movements like that. The one who's like really laid back, you can feel the movement and everything. And the other one just like punches and kicks and just. This just sounds like Scott and Marcus. It's so (laughs) fascinating. (laughs) And Amber, I remember the six week scan, I think it was. And the the sonographer Mm. literally wrote what you have just said. And we went, oh my God. And people love to say to us, Amber, like, oh, you're not going to know whose is whose. And not that we care. I couldn't right. care less. Right? right. Like, really, Marcus and I want to be dads. We don't care whose is, you know, whose and whether we know or not. But there's something fascinating in it, right? And we said from that six-week report that you shared with us, we went, oh, my God, we knew it six weeks. Who's, like, whose was whose? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just have a, a feeling as well, whose is whose. So. <laughs> So we posted on our socials uh, announcing the pregnancy and the amount of questions and everything that came through was enormous. And that's why what's sure. led us here to do the podcast today. Now, did you ever have an understanding of who Scott and I was? Had that ever come across any of your socials? or Whenever we had our initial phone call or video chat when we yeah. first met, yeah. um, I was looking and I'm like, who is this? Like, I feel like, and then he thought made a comment at the end of it. And he's like, I have a social media presence. And I'm like, I've seen you on my for you page. Your brother pisses you off all the time. <laughs> and so, I mean, I had seen a few, you know, videos of you messing with him, but it yeah. clicked once he said I had a social media presence. That's so, so. funny. So does that, uh, did, did that excite you even more or did that make you feel oh, yeah, any different? Was that different? scary to you? Um, slightly, mm. Um, just because it's different. I mean, I've just had, not that you're not normal people, but I've just <laughs> had, you know, just people that have normal jobs, you know, that aren't in such a public eye. Um, so, so, so Luke asked me a question and um, it was before we got on the call with you and I went, oh my God, I'll ask her now. So Luke said, you know, how long are you going to be in Texas for before the babies are born? And I said... Um, question. <laughs> good question. I don't know when. Yeah. You know, early days, um, I know that your OBGYN said 38 weeks we would go to. 
So, like, where are we oh, now? Oh, yes. She told me the er, the latest, the latest that she would let me go is 38 with twins. And that's if, I mean, if I make it that far. Exactly so, right. Which is so difficult. Like, people are like, oh, when are you going? We're like, we don't know. I know. And that's that's kind of a, a small fear, too. Um, just because you are so far away, um, the closer we get, she's, our doctor's great. So she'll, you know, yep. but you know, you can't really calculate it sometimes. So that's, As, that's been kind of a fear is me going to labor and you're not being here. Well, we'll get on a flight. Don't you worry. I'm the man that gets it done. So I will be there. Perfect. What I mean, is the actual due date then, Amber? It's the 30th of March. That's 40 weeks. But like I said, she said... 38 weeks would be max just as long as everything's going great. So we'll see. Now, is there a certain amount of times you can actually be a surrogate? Um, there is. Uh, you can only have three C-sections. So this is this is my finale journey. Oh, you're going <laughs> out with personally. twins. You're going out with a bang. I, I no. <laughs> That's a, you know. My close friends, they're like, oh, my God, you decided to just, you know, level up one. Yeah. Yep. So. How does the conversation go with your partner to decide to do it for another round? Is that an easy oh chat? Oh, my God. No, no. <laughs> the very, the original chat was not easy, but there was a lot we didn't understand about it in the beginning. You know, um, I don't think he understood. We weren't giving something away. You know, I was, I'm, I'm literally just giving something back. You know, my tubes are tied, so no more babies for me. I'm just an oven. And so I'm just growing your babies and giving them right back to you. And I think he was, you know, better after I had told him that we're not giving a baby away, essentially. So he was better <laughs> after he realized that. And then once he saw after our first journey and he got to see the parents and like what it did for them, mm. then he was he was better. He's like, okay, this is pretty cool. I get it now. That's so so exciting. And he was so lovely uh, when we've met him. He was such a supportive uh, partner and he had really wonderful concerns, which he asked Marcus and I, and yes. which was so valid. Um, you know, I we respected and appreciated him and you <laughs> even more as, as, as people and as a family because of, the, you know, some of the questions he had for us. Yeah, he, uh, he of course, is his big concerns are, you know, health, the health side, the dangers, which that comes along with any, any surrogacy. But yeah, those are his biggest concerns. And he just kind of rolls with it. Mm. Um, he, he really likes to end as, you know, getting to see you finally, you know, getting your babies and doing the family thing. That's the best part. We can't wait to come to Texas and do the family thing. Don't you worry. <laughs> so... We have had some questions sent in. People are so fascinated. Uh, Mandy has a couple. I have so many questions for you, Amber, if you're comfortable answering. Sure. Um, no. With the children that you've given birth to, do you see updates? Do you know them? Like, do you still sort of keep in contact? Um, the first surrogacy, yes, about once a year, um, I'll get pictures. The second surrogacy... Uh, the first few months I did, but it's kind of tapered off, which is fine. And I, I haven't really um, seen any updates from the second round. But like I said, that's fine. That's, you know, what they wanted to do. 
So first round, yes. Second round, no. <laughs> okay. So if the kids like want to get to know you and stuff, like when they get older, is that something you're open to? Sure. Yeah. If they want to know, you know, what their oven looked like. <laughs> <laughs> Was it a Millet? Was it a... Right. <laughs> Fisher and Michael. <laughs> yeah. And Amber, have you had... So like with your kids, have you got boys or girls? Or one of each? Uh, one of each. And Okay, mm-hmm. so you'd had one of each. Because I was going to say, it'd be weird, like, if you, say, you had two boys and then you gave birth to someone else's and it was a girl, like, how would that feel? But you've, you've obviously, you've had one of each, so I, you know that. Yeah, I haven't had a girl since my own. I've, I've only had... And, fascinating, Amber said she cooks boys well. <laughs> so early days when we had to confirm the gender of the embryos, that mm-hmm. we were transferring. I, in the final fucking last minute, wanted, I was entertaining the idea of putting a female, um, my my embryo being female and Marcus's being male. And mm-hmm. now Marcus and I always stick to the plan, right? And in that last yeah. moment we had to decide, I was like, oh, hang on, maybe we should do a boy and a girl. And we spoke to Amber about it and Amber said, I cook boys really well. <laughs> I do. I do. But yes, um, every girl embryo we've ever tried has not worked. Only the boys. Oh. I don't know why. Wow. Maybe my daughter cut all that off for everybody else somehow. <laughs> uh-huh. She said, I'm the only one. But yep, I've never, I haven't had a girl since her that worked. So I don't know. <laughs> Amber, do you ever, um, you know, if you're having like a difficult time in your pregnancy, like say you're feeling unwell or, you know, <laughs> towards the end of your pregnancy when you're like, you know, at your biggest and you're going, oh, I feel like crap. Do you ever think to yourself like, why did I agree to this? Like does that <laughs> thought float through your mind? Uh, no, your partner not you. probably does. <laughs> oh, he, yeah. I love how much he uses the word we. We and us during this pregnancy. And he's like, I have to deal with it just as much because I have to listen to it. And I'm like, go get those guys from Australia over here. They can help. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, I don't ever question the surrogacy, but you know, some days are tough. I'm sure I bitch enough, you know, for him to be like, God, why? And I have one more question. So obviously sure. Scott is pretty, um, you know, big on social media. I'm sure he'll be posting photos and things about his kids and I'm sure lots of those videos will go viral. Will it be weird when – is that something you want to do, Scott? Are you going to post videos? We don't know the type of oh, parents you know, we're yeah. going to be yet. Okay. I look at some of our really good friends that are in the industry – you know, like I look at a Luke Cook, a Luke and Cara Cook, right? Two Aussies, but they're big over in LA. Their kids are all over social media. And it's the way that they, I think, have, they do it in a very playful, fun way that I look at it and I don't see the harm in it. Um, I think when you see other people trying to get their children to perform in this industry, mm. that's quite grotesque to me. You know, I'll tr- hopefully try and find my balance and we don't know yet what we're going to do. So if you do, like, let's say you do end up, <laughs> I'm just thinking, like, if you do end up, you know, posting videos or whatever, and then, like, Amber, you're scrolling through your for, for you page one day, and you're like, hey, I gave birth to that kid. Is that strange? Like, uh, no, that'll be great. <laughs> because, like I said, some I have to wait a full year for some pictures, and then the other, I just don't know. I know, of course, he's fine, and he's great with his parents, but I don't know. That would be cool to be like, oh, hey, you know, I know those guys. So is there is there like a, a kind of connection that you feel towards the kids that you've been a surrogate for? Uh, yeah. I mean, if maybe if I got to see them more, I would. But like, he, 
posts them and somebody with, you know, their perfect opinion decides to say something on there, I might feel kind of the need to attack like Scott does <laughs> simply because, wait a minute, yeah, I think I would feel, you know, that kind of way. But yeah, yeah I definitely, if I saw them again, would just be like, hey, I cooked that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> that's so exciting. I'm so excited to be doing this with you. Well, thank you so much, Amber. You are a special human being and I can't wait to get over there and, you know, meet you in person and give you a big hug, even though it might be really hard to reach over that belly. I don't know that you'll be able to, but we'll see. (laughs) Thanks, Amber. Amber, it was great chatting to you. It was nice to meet you. Well, thank you so much for coming on my journey. I really hope that I was able to bring some light um, and share and answer some questions that people have had. Mm, I tried to ask the best questions I could think of at the time, but I'm sure you're all dying to ask maybe a question that's popped into your head. Yeah, so if anybody does have any burning questions left in them after listening to those three episodes, you can go to the Luke and Sassy Scott podcast page on Instagram and fire off any questions and we will pick them up at a later date, a later time. Um, But for now, that's sayonara. See you later. Um, Well, actually, we'll just see you next week on our other episode on Luke and Sassy Scott. See you then. Luke and Sassy. Sassy. Scott. 